Two games left in the season, Q. As the Bears are going to host the Falcons in, on New Year's Eve this year. You know, they, they saw them last year in, uh, in Atlanta. This year, Falcons coming up to Soldier, Soldier Field. Two games left for the Falcons to make their case for 2023. Two games left for Justin to make his case for 2024. Uh, the Falcons are still trying to make the playoffs, crazy as it seems, because they're not a good team, but they still There's got a shot. crazy in the NFC South. Besides being eliminated, that's the only crazy thing. It's crazier to be the Panthers and be eliminated in the NFC South than it is for the Falcons to be competing for a playoff spot in the NFC South. That's that's what I feel about the NFC South. What makes it crazier? The Carolina Panthers beat the Falcons. Yeah. That team is still trying to make the playoffs. The team that got beat by the Panthers. That team should automatically be disqualified for any playoff football. Yes. We should just do like the, yes. the, the college football and make a panel. No, you're not getting in. We just don't like you. The resume doesn't stack up, bro. You can be a playoff team with this type of your, resume. Your record, your record doesn't matter. We don't we don't care for what you did in that division. We're not taking you to the playoffs. Un, unfortunately, uh, we don't have that in the NFL. They're still trying to make their way to the playoffs, and they're going to have to beat the Bears to do it. You think we should let them? No, absolutely not. <laughs> let Atlanta suffer their middling fate. They're going to suffer for a second straight year. Atlanta has chosen not to address the quarterback position in the draft by trading up. Let them suffer. They should continue to be a six to eight win team for the the for the time duration of time until they address quarterback. No, don't let Atlanta. Yeah. Beat them. Don't let them sniff playoffs. Don't let them sniff a quarterback. Let them suffer. I'm with that. Uh, that the quarterback is probably the reason why they're in the position they are now. They're trying to make the play. But we'll talk about that in a second. Let's start this show talking about the defenses for both teams. Um, neither one of us, as you can probably tell, neither one of us has a high opinion of, a, of the Falcons. But this is not a homer pod. I got to give some type of objectivity to both teams. Um, Atlanta, they went back to Tyler Haneke last week. And he didn't play toxic. bad. They, toxic. I'm going back to your ex. He, he, didn't, he didn't play bad as they blew out the Colts. I think he had 200 and some odd yards, like 220, something like that. 220 yards, uh, a touchdown, and a quarterback rating of about 100. Um, two things he did a lot. He targeted the running backs a lot in the passing game, and he targeted the tight ends a lot. So if you're if you're a fantasy guy and Bijan and Kyle Pitts were killing you all season with their lack of production, that probably stung a little bit. Watching them get 10 targets last week as you're already out of the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, thanks. B, like I said, Bijan had 10 targets by himself, seven catches on, on those 10 card targets. The tight ends, Janu and Cal Pitts, they split 10 targets for about 81 yards combined. The reason I bring this up, the Bears defense for the season has been really bad at defending running backs out the backfield in the passing game. QB 107 QBR this season when targeting running backs against the Bears. And you don't got to go far 
back to uh, see evidence of that. Last week, last week, James Conner and uh, I can't pronounce his name, but the two running backs for Arizona Cardinals, they had 12 targets. And they pretty much got did all the work. 12 targets, 107. 12 catches, I'm sorry, for 107 yards against the Bears. And a touchdown. Yeah, and a touchdown. What, wait, did James Conner score that touchdown running or was it a reception? Yeah. Reception. It was a reception. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so if that's going to be the play, if that's going to be the uh, the script, Eberflus and them got that they were cut out for. Yeah, Bijan is a dangerous guy out the backfield. I don't understand why Atlanta does not utilize him more out the backfield. It's just utilizing, period. You took the guy top 10. Um, running backs don't have a long shelf life in the NFL. You would, I would have thought that Bijan would approach 300-plus carries this year and 80, 90 targets. But um, Arthur Smith and Ryan Pace had something different in store. Shout out, Ryan Pace. <laughs> Ex-Bears general manager Ryan Pace, always doing the 500 dance wherever he goes. Other than running backs being dangerous in the passing game against the Bears, uh, both of their running backs last week, I'm talking about the Atlanta Falcons, both of them had a yard per carry average greater than six. Um, The Bears, they're fourth best in the league in that category as of you know yards per carry they only give up 3.6 so it's gonna be a rubber meets the rolls back i think the whole key to this game is what happens whose running game is more effective uh i think the falcons are a top both teams the bears and the falcons are top top 10 rushing rushing offenses i think the bears are number two and the falcons are what they, they're number eight mm. and falcons also stop the run Two. Oh, so Atlanta's defense is also ninth best in in the yard per carry stat as well. They are they give up three point nine per carry. Yeah, they only rank fifteenth uh in rushing yards per game. Uh, some of that's a little distorted because they got hit a little heavy uh in recent weeks, but they but they're a solid run defense though. They're solid defense overall, actually. Oh, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, the numbers tell you this. And the numbers the numbers tell you they're a solid defense all around. Uh, we can get into a little bit more of that as we talk about the passing attack for the Bears. But do you who do you see has the upper hand in this in this matchup of uh all right, let's let's start it this way. Their rushing attack versus the Bears defense. Their rush defense. Who do you think has the upper hand? Well, our rush defense is number one in the NFL. So I'm going to give it to the guys who come in as undisputed number one. And I think the Bears also have an advantage because the the, the Falcons, they don't get vertical enough and threaten you in a pass game. So um, because I think the Falcons have not shown – prowess in the passing offense, I think the Bears can cheat a safety up. I think you'll see Brisker either in the box or cheating down. You know, they might play a lot of single high. Um and then move one. Brisker yeah, move, move uh move Brisker uh, close to the line of scrimmage. So I, I and the Bears are healthy. They come into this game healthy. So uh 
I mean, their only the only starter they're missing is Yannick Ngakwe, and he was never a strong run defense. In fact, they probably become a better run defense with him out because you have Demarcus Walker and Dominique Robinson inserted for him. So I'm going to give this advantage to the Bears. I, I'm trying to think about how many times I've seen the Bears deploy a a, a, a robber type of defense out there. Um, that might that might be the best type of that might that might be the best plan of attack for Ibraflus. Yeah, uh, just. You got, you got Kyler Gordon, or as you said, Briscoe, just roaming around, playing it, being an extra linebacker out there. They, they've done be. the Robert defense uh, more in recent weeks. I know Eberflus is known for the Tampa two tree, but if you if you look at a lot of if you look at a lot of recent Bears games, you you'll see a lot of single high safety lately. You'll see a lot of Robert they're playing. You see Briscoe really active along the line of scrimmage, blitzing or just coming down run blitzes, Gordon coming down on blitzes. So. The Bears' defense has mixed it up a lot over the last few weeks. I think that's been a part of the key to their recent success, too. Agree. Agree. It's all been on defense. Their recent success has been large on the back of the defense. Um, Falcons haven't been consistent scoring the ball. Uh, they've scored over 23 points three times in the last five weeks, and the other two times where they scored less than 14. Um the Bears defense wow. is holding opponents, well, opposing offenses to under 21 points the last four games. So that's just more more backing. Yeah, you saying that the the Falcons are leaning offense that leans heavy into the run, rush, the running game. I think this plays very well into the, for the Bears' hands. They're they're inconsistent with scoring. The Bears were they haven't given up 20. Like I said, they haven't given up 21 in three in four straight games. This is Classic rubber meets the road. It's it's going to be old school football, pretty much. Yeah, I expect to see, I expect to see run heavy um, game plans from both teams. Um, you know what else? There's there's an extension of running run run uh, run plays nowadays. It's not just handing the ball off to running back. It's passes behind the line of scrimmage, and there's no team that does that better. Than your Chicago Bears. Let's keep screens, screen passes to a minimum. <laughs> um, let's not extend. When you were saying extended and running game, I thought you were talking about seeing Justin Fields in space and, you know, on on on, on options that type of thing. I, I don't want to see too many bubble screens. Save them. Bring bring them out next preseason. Pack them up, and and let's get rid of them for the next. Let's go down the field. Let's go vertical. You like that, wouldn't you? That's excellent transition. Let's go to the offense. Speaking of up and down offenses, let me introduce you to those 2023 Bears. Last six games, they've scored 27 three times. The other three games, 17 or less. And we already talked about it last week, I think. If you take out the two Detroit games, it's a lot worse than that. Uh, the Bears, another good running running team. In fact, like we said, second best rushing offense in the season in the league. Khalil Herbert had his best game last se- last week, rather, against the Cardinals. He had a season high in carries, a season high in rushing yards. He scored his first touchdown of the season. We think we can continue that. He's going to have another. Another uh, 
good game in, in that in that respect. So this is the second time he's, he's rushed for us 100 yards this season. I don't see any reason why he won't. Um, well, I think the Bears probably will have a more running back by committee. Is uh, Foreman going to be back? It looks as no, if he was out looking at the reasons last weekend. Uh, he practiced in full. Uh, as of yesterday, I'm looking at the Bears injury report. Deontay Foreman practiced, was a full participant in practice, so I'm expecting him back. Also, Tevin Jenkins, full uh, participant yesterday. Oh, that's really good news for the Bears running game. Um, I'm going to say Herbert probably – it seems like the Bears have done a they, – they, they certainly have not had a feature back for the duration of the year, but it seems like the hot hand gets featured mostly. Early in the season, it was Herbert, and it seemed like Roshan Johnson was kind of um, – Taking those snaps away from Herbert, I remember there was a game where he outsnapped Herbert something like uh, forty-five snaps to eighteen, and then Roshan took the uh, he got the concussion, and then Herbert took off and was having a really good game against Washington, and then sprained his ankle. And Foreman came in and did a good job, and then Foreman seemed to be the the, the featured guy taking snaps from both Herbert and Johnson, and then he got hurt and then missed the game due to so. I'm still thinking that uh. I'm still thinking it's going to be run heavy. I think Herbert's going to get the lion's share of the of the snaps, but I'm sure I'm sure you'll see Foreman and Roshan Johnson uh, mixed in there. I'm sure Dante will touch the ball probably ten ten times. He'll still touch. He'll, he'll still get his snaps. As as we are saying, I expect Herbert. I expect Herbert, and um, it's hard to hard to guess. What either what any of the running backs, I'm including Justin in this. It's hard to guess what their solo production would be, just because they're all everybody gets in, as you said. Dante Foreman has earned snaps this season. He definitely so has. not. I mean, even more so than Roshan. Um, Herbert, he came into the season as the lead back, and he hasn't done anything to see that yet. And there's always Justin. Um, Justin is the team's leading rusher on the season. So again, I, yeah. Yeah, I th- wow. he has uh, just under 600 yards. Wow. He might have got to 1,000 if he didn't get hurt again. Something or, we don't want to keep seeing Justin do. Yeah. yeah. Or if you look at it this way, if the running backs didn't get hurt, it, it might be a different It might be a different story. But uh, injury goes, goes along with the game, especially in Chicago sports. Shout out frustrated Chicago sports fans. Yeah. Uh, so as I was saying, it's it's hard to it's hard to predict what any of them guys would do solo wise, but you can easily say that as a unit, they're gonna show up. You're gonna they're gonna get 120, 140 yards. You, you're pretty you're pretty confident they're gonna do that at least 120 as a unit. However, Atlanta's defense, that defense that you that you talked about a little earlier, well at last five games. They've held four of their opponents to under 16 points. So while we do think the Bears can be successful running the ball, it ain't going to be easy. No, not not at all. Um, I think the Bears got to be patient against the Atlanta defense. You don't want Justin to make mistakes. You want to have ball security. And you want to play the field position game. You want to get short fields 
against Atlanta because I don't I don't I don't suspect that Atlanta's offense will be able to have a lot of success or um, sustained drives against the Bears defense. So it's, it's always dangerous when they employ guys like even though they're underused, they're underused. But Bijan, Kyle Pitts, Drake London, fantastic athletes, fantastic players not being used correctly. We've heard the story before. Not being used correctly, but you want to be you you want to be patient on offense and you want to be disciplined on defense because you don't want to lose gap integrity or break contain against a guy like Bijan because he could change the game in a heartbeat. 60 yard touchdown run. Pitts, same thing. I think he came to life last week. Still a big, fast, strong kid. So mm-hmm. you got to be disciplined back there. Don't let him get behind you. Transitioned right into it. Passing game. This is the modern NFL. We got to put the ball in the air. In each of the last four games, the Atlanta Falcons have held their quarter the quarterbacks they've seen to under 200 yards passing. They got some they got some studs back there in that secondary. Uh AJ Terrell, Jesse Bates. Yeah. They got some studs back there in that secondary. So I'm not surprised. In fact, every level. All three levels of the Falcons defense, there's some good there's good football players. So I'm not surprised their defense is having that success. Uh I think Arthur Smith doesn't belong as a head coach, but I mm. think <laughs> I think he coaches defense well. So they're gonna stay disciplined on, on, on defense. Another thing, and this is I'm setting up my question, as we always transition to the the focal point of the Bears, the uh, most interesting player that they have. Justin Fields hasn't hasn't had a quarterback rating over ninety his last four games. The last time he the last time he had one over over ninety was the first game against the Detroit Lions. Um, that's the one is, they lost, right? That's the one they lost. Right, all right. Okay. So putting those two things together, the, the Falcons haven't given up 200 yards passing in the last four weeks. Justin Fields hasn't had a quarterback rating in the last four weeks. And the last two weeks, he hasn't thrown for 200 yards. This is this, this the script is there. The script, they're putting it out there already. It's looking the last like four it's games, going. He's played the Cardinals, um, the Browns, Lions, and Vikings, right? The Bears are three and one in the last four games, right? Mm-hmm. Justin said he does not care about stats; he cares about wins. Um, when Tyson Badger was in there, nobody cared about stats; they cared about wins. I just want to throw that out there. That's true. That's true. That's true. But wins are great. Wins are great when you're trying to get momentum going into the next season, and you're trying to make a, make the playoffs, or you're trying to win a playoff game. Wins are great. Do it for do it for wins. Don't do it for clicks, right? Stature clicks. Yeah. Um that what Prime was told? Beyond was told, that, don't do it yeah. for Yeah, that's exactly what they told that 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 black man. Don't he's doing it for clicks. He's doing it, they're doing it while, for wins. While they filmed and uploaded it. Oh, the treachery. <laughs> you sneaky, you sneaky Europeans. <laughs> We're not doing it for clicks. We're doing it for wins. Upload that. Upload that clip. 
But for the Bears, you know, doing it for wins in December isn't something that they've been doing in a long time. No. <laughs> Except for, for when they want to blow their draft position. No, they've been doing that for a long time. Um, I can't think of any other year better that better represents that is when Wanstead decided to get a end-of-season wins in the year when Peyton Manning, a true generational quarterback, was coming out and <laughs> cost us Peyton Manning and put us right in the Curtis territory at number five. Mm-hmm. Wani. Uh, <laughs> we don't have to worry about that this year because we're not in control of uh, our top pick. No, but we are in control of our second pick, and we can talk about and that in losing. one second. Yeah, yeah. Um, so stats matter for Justin because we, as, as I opened the show, he's still making a case for his his Bears career. You know, will he be here next December? Will he be here at all? Because last time next. we'll see Justin Fields at Soldier Field. It. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, it, it could be. It could. It very well could be. Um, so the number matter. And right now, looking at these numbers, the, like I said, the Falcons don't give up 200 yards passing. Justin, when was the last time he threw for 200? I think it was two games ago. Um, oh, Justin doesn't throw it. Yeah, it, throwing for throwing for under 200 is a is a Justin thing. And even, as, even as against I, the Lions game where he played well, um, I think he threw for 169 when when they lost. Right, That's correct. Uh, this is not looking good, man. Your, I don't think he's your, since he injured his thumb. No, nah, he did. I think his first game back, he do for two, do two hundred. Who did he play the first game back? Uh, it was Minnesota. No, no, no. His first game back, you're right. Was a uh, was Detroit. He threw for one sixty nine, and that was. Yeah, I don't think he's- I don't think he's thrown that was for 200 since he returned. No, the uh, it was he did throw for 200 um, against Detroit. The second, the win against Detroit and the win against Minnesota, both had 200. It was under 225, but it was over 200. Okay, but Minnesota, he didn't throw a touchdown though. The Bears also no, he didn't even gain a touchdown. Okay. No, he did not. You are correct. Um, yeah. So, giving all this as it relates to Justin's career. Justin's future, Justin's Fields' future. They don't give him 200. He don't throw for 200 a lot. He don't have quarterback ratings over 90 a lot. Um, he's only been over 90 three times this season. And the the likelihood of don't, again, having a turnover against Atlanta's defense is very high. And turnovers has been an issue. The only thing I can say that I'm not worried about Justin Fields has been, been sacked. He's, he's been sacked 36 times this season, which is the fifth most, which is crazy because he missed four games. But Atlanta's only got Atlanta only has 36 sacks on the season themselves. So that's like below average. I don't think he's going I don't think he's in danger of getting getting put on the ground. And if he is, you obviously know who to point the finger at. Um a lot of times Tim isn't 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 playing all. we're not gonna see. Greg Jarrett, is he he's out for the remainder of the year, right? I don't remember I think what so. happened to him. Yeah, that's another reason why Atlanta's run defense has slipped just a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, what do we think? What, what What's a good 
let me not say that was a good uh, stat line. What do we expect to see from Justin against the Falcons? Um, I think we'll see what we've seen from Justin. I think there will be a highlight escape when you think he's going to get sacked. It'll look spectacular. He'll roll out the pocket and he'll find somebody downfield for a first down. Or he'll uh, uh, break the line of scrimmage and uh, accelerate and pick up a, a you know a chunk chunk play. He'll get a, get a 15, 20, 25, 30 yard scramble. We'll see that. We'll see. Uh, I think he'll take a shot deep and he'll connect. He seems to do that well. Um, and I think we'll see some maybe troubles with accuracy in an intermediate game. I think we'll see a guy who hesitates to to let it rip at times, second guesses his eyes, and uh, real conservative sometimes with, with throwing the ball. And and I think we'll see more of the same. I think we'll see the potential that has tantalized us all, and I think we'll see the things that frustrate us. He'll take a sack that he shouldn't take, or he'll miss a window of an open receiver that happens and closes too quick for him to release the ball. That's what we'll see from Justin. So it sounds like the, uh, the Caleb train is, isn't stopping anytime soon. The Caleb train is not stopping unless he decides to stop it, liking tweets and 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 just being weird on social media. You know, if you if, if you're Caleb Williams, you see a Justin Fields, a pro Justin Fields in Chicago tweet. Why would you click like on it? You know, that adds to the fuel we've heard earlier where Caleb's father said. Uh, he's just not going to go to certain situations he might return, which he's not returning. But um, we've heard him release the list of five teams that he wants to play for. Um, Caleb is a very polarizing figure, so the Caleb train is only going to stop if he wants to stop it. And we've seen we've seen it happen rarely, but we've seen guys force their way out of uh, certain places. We know John Elway refused to play for the Colts, and uh, that was uh, was that Eli that didn't want to play for the yeah. Chargers or was it? Yeah, it was Eli. so we've seen it. Yeah, we've seen this happen. So uh, right now, Justin's not closed the door on Caleb. Uh, whether you're pro Justin or not, you can't you can't deny that the the momentum is swinging towards Caleb Williams. I mean, for a variety of reasons beyond performance as well. Just for just for data, when when we did play Atlanta last last year, Justin Fields was fourteen to twenty one for one hundred and fifty three yards, one touchdown, a game game losing interception. You talked yes. about you know they're turning the ball over in the fourth quarter. The fourth uh, he got sacked quarter turnovers. He got sacked four times. He had quarterback rating of eighty four, but he did. He was spectacular running the ball. Eighteen carries for eighty five yards and a tutty. A very it, it, and he also had a fumble. Um, yeah, that's the Justin Fields uh, conundrum. Every game, there's tantalizing plays, and he's going to do enough where you say, that's why they traded up for him, or this is why people call him him, or this is why people gravitate towards, you know, wanting him to be the long-term action. It's just that just has not put together consistency. 
Exactly. You know, well, he's been consistent in terms of having up and down games. He has to put he has to put together the consistency enough for me to think that the GM is going to marry him long term. I I got no disagreement there. I I, I feel like the entire argument there there's good there's good bullet points on each side of the argument. Maybe going for Caleb and or stink, sticking with Jay, sticking with Justin. I think they're both. Neither one can, is definitive right now. I definitely don't want. I definitely don't think there's any other quarterback they should be replacing Justin with other than Caleb. Caleb's the only one that has the special tag. Everybody else, I would prefer. Even though I don't want to do this, I would rather they just uh, do a Daniel Jones and give Justin a, a uh, an extension that they can get out of very quickly. Um, Russell Wilson will be available. No, he was once highly coveted by the big. No, Russell Wilson for you. No, no, no. <laughs> are, are you interested in in a swap of quarterbacks? Because Desmond Ritter or Taylor Heineke could be available, and Justin Fields is coveted by Atlanta. I'm gonna need half of Atlanta's firstborn child to get uh, for the for the one quarterbacks in exchange for Justin. I'm gonna put them all to work too. <laughs> I'm about to strike. <laughs> Let's strike that. <laughs> DraftKings has the Bears as a three-point favorite. How do we see this going? I think it's going to be a close game. I think I think three-point favorites. Um, that's what I would go with. I think the Bears got momentum. They're playing good football, so I would definitely have them favored over Atlanta, who seems to be. Um, I don't want to say struggling, but middling, and they don't. Atlanta hasn't played well away from Atlanta either. Mm. So especially um, when Ritter's the quarterback. Especially when Ritter's the quarterback. And and with Atlanta, you never know who's going to be the quarterback. You can right. start off with Heineke and by the second half you can see Ritter in there. So I I, I would favor the Bears in this one. I'm I'm uh, and I'm uh, and I'm leaning towards the Bears in a win. Although this team has disappointed me before. I I, I think they're playing with a little bit more Edge and cohesion than Atlanta is right now. Yeah, I think that I think that the arrow is pointing up more for the Bears than it is Atlanta. Atlanta's always playing a one-score game, like always. So I think the line is yeah. the line is very it's telling the truth. I don't think there's a lie in there anywhere. Um, I would be I would be shocked who wins this game. I expect the Bears to win, like like you said. I expect the Bears to take care of business. Atlanta's, but they're not. Atlanta's, Chicago's not playing for anything tangible for the season. Atlanta is. I would not be shocked if Atlanta did. Does Atlanta know that? They didn't seem to understand the assignment against the Panthers. <laughs> they came in there in front of thirty people, um, and lost. <laughs> they lost to a team that didn't even score a touchdown. Yeah, Atlanta sucks. However, <laughs> Eber flus. The city of Atlanta you know, he, or the Falcons? Oh, loaded question. Um, I'm gonna punt. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and punt. Uh, <laughs> Eber flus and Arthur Smith. Who I think that's the game. How this game comes down to which co- which coach Future will make less? Yes, which will make the least make the least amount of mistakes. and. I, I gotta say, I 
I gotta say I'm gonna roll with Eberflus on that one. I think Arthur Smith is a mistake waiting to happen. Well, his mistakes have been more his mistakes have been more uh, uh, publicized than Eberflus has for that for that matter. Yeah, I don't think he makes mistakes that stand out as much as uh, uh, late game bubble screen inside your own five that gets returned for a touchdown or a fourth and one jet sweep or multiple fourth quarter implosions. I think Arthur Smith is just consistently underwhelming. He doesn't decide that at the end of the game, I'm going to be bad. I'm just going to be consistently mediocre the entire game. Yeah, There's going to be no highlights. I'm just going to be, I'm going to consistently underuse Bijan Robinson. I'm not going to find a way to get Kyle Pitts involved. I got a six foot six, four, Point four, you know, four point four forty running tight end, and uh, he's going to be a decoy or put his hand in the ground as a <laughs> as a hit a three point stance. That's Arthur Smith, uncreative. Even Flutes can get creative in terms of losing a game. So that's the dynamic we're faced with uh, this Sunday as we end the year. How about that? In 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 the year with a little Bears Falcons football. How about that? <laughs> yeah, it, it seemed it seemed like that's a lump of coal that we got left over from Christmas. <laughs> and that's going to be the only game televised at twelve o'clock. By the way, just to let what? you all know. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a Bears home game. <laughs> You're not going to be flipping. <laughs> You're stuck with Bears <laughs> on Sunday. <laughs> You're stuck with Bears Falcons <laughs> for three hours. Unless oh, you, you, must have... mean, you must mean locally. Oh, yeah, because I was going to say I'm sorry. Lo- no, no, no. I, I, let me specify. Locally, that's going to be the only game you, unless you get a, the red zone or uh, some other package, that's all you're going to see locally. <sighs> I was about to say, hey, man, I need a refund on my Sunday ticket. <laughs> what? <laughs> If that's um, not the most encouraging reason, go get Sunday ticket or, or or YouTube live, YouTube TV. There it is. Don't be stuck with Bears Falcons as your only option locally. <laughs> that's crazy. All right, episode fifty-eight. This is the Wilmer Marshall. Uh, Roquan. Oh, Roro. Roquan. Yeah, I forgot because you know he's been wearing that different number over there with Baltimore. I, I forgot he wore fifty eight in Chicago. He wore fifty eight the first year. With, probably wears fifty eight. Yeah, some good fifty eight yeah. in, in, in Bear history. Well, you got some time left for Darnell, um, but yeah, oh, yeah. Roquan or Wilbur Marshall. Got got some definite all pros. Yes, I mean fifty eight's yeah. been a good number. Wilbur nearly killed a guy. Yeah. Nearly killed a Detroit Lions player. I think, I mean, that's before our time, but that highlight, that highlight has stood the test of time. That that sums up the 85 Bears defense. Yeah. Great. All right, man. So we both think the Bears are going to win this game. You got a uh, score? Any, any parting shots? Ah, yeah, a score, I think it's going to be like 21. 18. It's definitely going to I, I think that three, I think that three is going to push. So a push? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm scared of that line. If I if I had two gun to my head, 
I would lay some money on the Bears to cover. Bear down. Go yeah. Bears. 